When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we'll be talking about accessibility in those places. And Jamie, I know you'd probably agree with me that the outdoors are meant for everyone to enjoy and take part in. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, of course. I think this is obviously a pretty important topic when we talk about the outdoors and the outdoors community. It's really easy for um, people to see only certain kinds of outdoors people. Those people tend to be overwhelmingly fit, white, a lot of times male. You know, there's sort of this this, uh, this idea of who is an outdoors person that has been sort of portrayed to us through media and advertising. And that's just not, that's just not the, the truth. You know, there is obviously, um, everyone enjoys the outdoors, I think. I think it's, that's pretty much uh, a safe thing to say. Totally, totally, exactly. So a lot of time in this podcast, we talk about public lands and the activities we can do on them. And it means just that it's public and it's open to anyone and everyone. But we also know that there can be barriers. So here to talk more about this is author and founder of the Fat Girls Hiking Community, Summer Mashad Skog. Thanks, Summer, so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So for those who are not familiar with Fat Girls Hiking, what exactly is it? Fat Girls Hiking is an outdoor organization um, that I started in 2015 when I was living in Portland, Oregon. Um, I was hiking a lot and going camping and doing sort of adventures around Oregon with my girlfriend at the time. And I you know, was I'm a photographer. So I wanted to start an Instagram account just documenting sort of what I was doing at the time. Um, And it quickly began to um, gain attention from people who were using the hashtag fat girls hiking. And it really led me to, um, you know, what it is today is uh, it's an outdoor um, community organization really to bring people together in outdoor spaces in a more accessible and welcoming way, especially for people who are marginalized, fat folks and queer folks and anybody in marginalized identities. That is awesome. So when you were looking at this hashtag, what what were the posts that were coming up and that you were seeing? Well, I was seeing a lot of things that I didn't see on more traditional outdoor, you know, social media accounts. So I'm seeing like, you know, fat people um, hiking or kayaking or rock climbing and just doing all sorts of things in the outdoors. 
Um, and it was really like this representation that I felt like was missing from sort of mainstream outdoor media. Um, and so it led me to start sharing those posts um, from other people. And that's really when the community aspect kind of began was people, it wasn't really about me and what I was doing um, anymore. It was really about this broader um, idea that we need more representation um, for marginalized people in the outdoors because it was a, really wasn't a thing um, happening in, in 2015. I mean, it's gotten a lot better, I will say, through the last seven years of doing this work. Um, mm -hmm. Representation has improved immensely, but it still needs to be there. And I'm, I'm you know, pretty proud that we were able to, like, you know, create this space, um, this safer space for fat folks in the outdoors. Take me on the journey from sharing the hashtag to kind of what the community is today. Yeah. So um, after I, I, you know, got, I don't know, certain amount of followers, um, you know, people were really kind of pushing for doing group hikes together and being sort of a newbie uh, to the outdoors and not really having a lot of experience and, and not, and still sort of figuring out um, what I like to do in the outdoors. Um, I was reluctant to do group hikes, um, but people really wanted it. And honestly, like, I think I really wanted it too. I really needed a, a community where I felt like I could, you know, be with other people who sort of experience the same things, the same oppressions from our society and have this, um, this healing place where we could, you know, talk about the oppressions that we faced societally and, um, and really like offer this, you know, connection to each other in this, in this way that felt different than, um, than what I had anywhere. And, and, um, so that was sort of the, the first part of the journey, but I, you know, I'm not an expert and, um, <laughs> and I still don't consider myself an expert. I've written a book <laughs> on the topic and I still, um, sort of shy away from calling myself that because it does it feels like I'm supposed to know everything about what I'm doing. And honestly, I'm really learning as I go. And even though that's challenging at times, I think that's really that's how I learn new things and offer offering um, a safe space to other folks. I love that. And so maybe for the people who might not understand what barriers are in place or what people have experienced. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, one of the, so in my book, I, um, I interviewed a bunch of different people who are, are fat outdoorsy people. The most common thread or theme throughout the conversations that we had is the lack of plus size gear and clothing. I think that a lot of times people don't think about how that impacts fat people or people who can't fit into certain type of specifically technical clothing. Totally. Um, and because if we don't have the right gear that we need, like it's not as safe for us in the outdoors if we mm. can't stay dry and warm. And so that's a huge thing that um, it's really tricky because we, we're trying to push brands to include us, you know, and it's clear that there's a huge audience of people. Um, it's like 70% of, you, you know, women in the United States are plus size. So 70% of us, have very limited access to the gear that we need to get outside. So that's a huge barrier that people face. And also, I think there's just like a lot of stigma for for fat folks in any sort of like exercise or fitness space. Um, there's, you know, a lot of shame, you know, that people put on us or, you know, just this. Um, what I, one thing that I hear a lot is people who are out on a trail, specifically if they're like the only fat person in a group or something, 
um, people giving them sort of these like um, positive accolades, but that, but, but that feel very condescending, like, Oh, good for you. Um, you know, and like, why is the, why is the fat person being singled out as if we're, you know, out in the outdoors to like lose weight or, um, or something like that, where, you know, what fat girls hiking does is we are like, we're outside, not for that reason. We're outside to connect with ourselves for our mental health and, to connect with each other and to connect with nature and really like find that healing place that nature offers because it really, it's abundant when you're outside um, and you're Mm -hmm. like really intentionally connecting with the outdoors. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about that. I'm curious about what these trips look like and what that, that sense of community and connection, how that all plays out when you're out with people. Yeah. So when I lead um, group hikes, uh, meet people at the trailhead, um, have everyone, you know, get into a circle and we you know, state our names and our pronouns. And I usually tell people to say something that um, what's their favorite thing in nature. And something about that I think is really cute. It's like this really like sweet thing. Like what do people find appealing about the outdoors? Like, I think that's really beautiful. Um, you know, I'm a big moss nerd. I love moss and petting mm-hmm. moss. And, um, you know, sometimes people think that's weird, but like I have found <laughs> other weirdos like me is I'm not the only one who loves moss. Um, you know, Living where we live, there's an abundance of moss, which is great. Um, and so, you know, we circle up, we introduce ourselves. And then um, when the hike gets started, I let people know that um, I'm the leader. If I'm the leader, I'm the last person in the group. Um, so I lead from behind. And that's a, a really big thing to me. Um, I had a lot of experiences um, in my younger years where um, I didn't really feel feel welcomed in, in fitness places um, because I was slow. And, um, and a a lot of like the biggest um, question I get from people messages and emails and DMS that I get are people saying they want to join a hike, but they're worried that they'll hold the group back by being slow. And Mm -hmm. so I just like to assure people that, you know, we go at the pace of the slowest hiker, which is me. And um, there's no shame in being slow. There's no shame in, you know, being out of breath. So I think there's a lot of shame that fat people uh, face um, in society in general, but also like in these specific fitness spaces of like being slow and um, and that's like the fears that come with that. The uh, you know can bring a lot of ups, a lot of stuff up. So you know my job is to um, help diminish these fears by um, like w- thinking about like what do I want from a leader if I'm on a hike? And for me, it's the pace is really essential. Is that we're we're not trying to get to a destination. Like, yeah, we might say, oh, this is a waterfall hike. And we're trying to, you know, our destination is, you know, this hike, this waterfall on this hike. But um, in my experience, like, I don't, I don't want that pressure to be put on me or other people that we have to get to a certain destination. Um, that wherever you stop, if you're, you know, not feeling it, if your body's like having a hard day, or, you know, you just physically can't do it, or mentally, you're just, you know, feeling stuck, like, wherever you stop and turn around to go back to the trailhead, that's, that's your destination. And I think that that reframe of like, thinking that we like, have to like, push through and challenge ourselves um, is really helpful for me um, in a sort of fitness kind of field. Um, Because there is a lot of I feel it, to me, it feels toxic that that this we're just supposed to push through pain. And we're supposed to, you know, mentally push through to get to the destination. And Mm -hmm. I just like to be a little bit more gentler in the way that I lead that I want people to have a good time. And I think when people have a good time on a hike, they're more likely to 
do it again. And if they're going to do a hike again, then they're more likely to in like really love it. Like, I feel like that's what happened to me at least. Um, maybe they won't, <laughs> but maybe they will. And I think that the more people we can get to love nature and hiking and the outdoors, the more people are going to want to protect it. And that is essentially like the, you know, one of the end goals for me is that we have people who love nature, who want to protect it and um, have our planet be a, a better place for everyone on it, you know? Totally. I really love what you said there about um, kind of this, this idea of decoupling um, hiking from fitness, right? Um, because hiking is not necessarily something that is like, you know, going to the gym. We've talked about this mm-hmm. on, the, on the podcast before. Um, it, so it seems like, you know, it, it's really these natural areas, these trails, forests, beaches, wherever are a place where it doesn't matter if you're fast. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, going all the way or feeling the burn or whatever. You can be out there in whatever way you want to be out there. Yeah. And, you know, like the reason I want to continue to do fat girls hiking is because I want more people to be able to think that they can hike their own hike. They can hike the way that meets their body. And, um, you know, there's not always a lot of outdoor spaces that really offer that for, you know, let's say people who need a a trail that has uh, access for wheelchairs and mobility devices, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so it's really like creating that space where we can like, kind of, yeah, like reframe um, how we think about hiking, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, bagging peaks and, um, you know, just like this kind Mm -hmm. of mentality that goes Mm -hmm. along with hiking. And when I first started hiking, it was really disheartening to me to like, hear that kind of uh, language and that kind of talk. And that was sort of like what was centered when we talked about hiking. Um, and when, you know, when people in the outdoor industry talk about it, it's, it's this very like fitness oriented thing. And for me, it's not, it's not about that. It's really about the connection to myself. And, um, I really feel like, um, I've been able to like build this deeper connection and, and love myself deeper and my body and what my body can do, um, by hiking through hiking, you know, it really has deepened my self love. And I think that offering, you know, what we do, it's giving other people that opportunity as well, whether they're, you know, outdoorsy, if they're not athletic, if they don't feel like they see themselves as hikers, like, I get it, I still kind of struggle to see myself as a hiker, even though I have (laughs) so much experience and I've hiked so many different places and it's like the thing I love the most. Um, It still feels like this thing I'm not like allowed to claim because of, you know, what is what we typically see as a hiker. So um, but I know that's shifting and changing. And I know that like, the you know, this, that, you know, sharing other people's stories and sharing my own story is really essential for people being able to see themselves in those spaces. And I think the more and more people see themselves in these spaces, either through social media or traditional media, um, that's really, I feel like when that when the change can happen. So what I've seen so far is that it's not only just works, you know, just in Portland, it seems based on the website, there have been quite a few chapters that have opened up elsewhere. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. Um, before the pandemic, there were 37 chapters in the US, Canada. Um, there was a chapter in Sweden, London. So yeah, all over, which is really wild to me. Um, you know, because like, like I said before, like I'm, this is not something I'm experienced at. I'm not a experienced community builder or 
you know, I, I most of the time I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just kind of figuring it out as I go. Um, but having these chapters um, in different places has really been cool because then, you know, the ambassadors are like these local people who love hiking just as much as I do, who are, you know, wanting to find a community space that's like, um, you know, not with fat people who are who are not like trying to lose weight or who want to talk about dieting that people who are really just um, wanting to, you know, talk about their experiences in a way that's um, healing and be outside together. So, um, you know, it's been a little tricky with the pandemic. Um, some of the chapters are kind of getting group hikes going again. Um, but it's also other things like we do camping trips the last trip that we did before the pandemic was uh, like a self-care riding retreat um, on the, on the Oregon coast. And uh, we rented some yurts at a campground and um, it was so much fun. It was just like, we, you know, cook food and sit around a campfire and we do workshops. So we have different people in the community lead workshops and we do a hike usually um, and it's really just like, I keep saying healing. That's like the theme I feel like of this interview, but like, it really does feel healing to the, to that oppression that, um, that when I'm with other people who, who just get it, you know, people that just get what your experience is like, or, you know, the, um, the bias we face going to like medical doctors or, you know, chairs or, you know, seating, not fitting us and things like that. So people who just understand that experience because they have it too, it's really, I think important to come together and um, and we always have so much fun. Also, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big fan of fun and laughing and just being silly and goofy and, and this it's, yeah, it's a good time. We, um, we do a winter retreat every year as well. So we go to like um, the government camp area and we do like cosmic tubing oh and gosh. we did snowshoeing one year Um uh, and, you know, different hikes and then just hang out in a, in a house and eat food together and, and, you know, talk about stuff that relates to, um, the outdoors and to just being a fat person. So it's pretty, it's pretty, it's been really cool, um, to facilitate those kind of retreats and I can't wait till it feels safe to do them again. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Well, it sounds like you've definitely built up an amazing community. Um, Thank you. And we're going to talk more with Summer, not only about the community, but um, her recently released book after a short break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we are back from our break with our guest, Summer Mashad Skog, who is not only the founder of Fat Girls Hiking, but also a recently published author. Summer, tell us a little bit about your book. 
Um, I'm an author. I still think it's so weird to hear that. <laughs> um, I've been a writer for my whole life and I have a degree in writing, but I still can't believe that I have a, I published a book. Fat Girls Hiking, um, the book was released in March and the book is essentially what you would experience on a group hike in a way. So there's trail reviews, um, from the ambassadors. So they're all over the US. And the trail reviews kind of focus on a few things that traditional trail reviews might not think about. Um, specifically are like the gender are the bathrooms gendered? Um, is there cell service, which is something mm-hmm. I love knowing. Um, yeah. And, and our, that's not traditionally included in like a trail review guide or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's really like the ambassador's sort of personal history with that trail. And it's like something that's meaningful to them. Um, and then there's community spotlights. So there's you know, different uh, folks from all over um, and just talk, they're just talking about what, um, how and what they do in the outdoors. And, um, and then there's personal stories that I wrote about my experiences, like starting the Fat Fat Girls Hiking community and um, dealing with, you know, bigots and trolls online. And um, I wrote a story about van life and uh, growing up in Minnesota and how I (laughs) really didn't like hiking or the outdoors (laughs) when I lived there. Um, So it's, um, it's a bit memoir, a bit trail guide, um, a bit of a guidebook in a way, but really it's, um, you know, it's, uh, if people aren't, um, are new to the outdoors or wanting to get into the outdoors, it's really like there's a, a good section about, how to hike, like what to expect, yeah. some, you know, what to bring sort of like the basics. Um, and I really, I really like that section because there's, um, you know, cause it's different than like the typical guidebook. There's, you know, a section about self care and, you know, what do you, you know, it might be different for fat people than it is for others. And, uh, and so it was really cool to, uh, write a book during a pandemic, to be honest, it was a little rough, but, um, but it was just like, cool to feel connected to the community still through this through doing that work is that when you got started in 2020 with writing it yeah I think I signed the contract for the book I want to say it was before the pandemic because I met up at a cafe with the um with my editor at Timber Press um and that was definitely before the pandemic so I yeah so it really got started um shortly after that um and yeah, it was, it was, a, it was, it, I mean, you know, the pandemic, it was a, it was a wild time for everyone. Obviously, we all had our things. What do you hope people get out of your book? I hope um, people see themselves reflected in the book. I hope that people um, connect to the stories in the book. I hope people think that hiking could be possible for them hmm. after reading the book. I guess that's like my big hope. Um, I really love books and I love hiking with books and reading books on a trail, especially if I'm hiking by myself, you know, just sitting, eating lunch and bring a book to read while outside is like my favorite thing. So um, I really hope people read my book outside, even if they're like not really interested in hiking, that they want to like read the personal stories or the community spotlights and you know, they're not interested in hiking, but you know, there's still a lot of good stories in there. And, um, and yeah, I hope people sit outside and read it, even if they're just, you know, on their porch or in their yard. That's, <laughs> that's what I hope. <laughs> well, just from this interview, I can tell that you are a natural storyteller. So yes. I, 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is a huge compliment. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this wouldn't be an episode of the Peak Northwest podcast if we didn't ask you for a couple of recommendations. So I wonder if you could just tell us just like a, a couple of your favorite places to hike, some some spots that you're really, really into. Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite trails is not too far from where I live. It's um, Oswald West State Park on oh, the Oregon yeah. coast. Um, so there's a... a there's actually it's actually reviewed in the in the book so um if people want to check out check out the review in the book um it was written by our ambassador from portland and so there's a bunch of options at oswald west state park which is what i love about it there's um a pretty uh there's an accessible trail ada accessible trail um that goes to a lookout um of the ocean um, there's a trail that goes down to the beach, which is my favorite. Um, it has all my favorite things in nature. So there's big trees and moss and, and it goes along a creek and then you get to the beach and there's all these picnic tables and benches. And I love, uh, when hikes have places to rest, um, which I feel like is something that makes a trail more accessible if they have benches and things along the way for people to rest. Um, and then there's all these like really weird trees. Um, I believe they're Sitka spruce, um, but they're just like, you know, they don't look like a, just a trunk of a tree. It's like something else is going on there. And I just love like weird stuff in nature. Um, and then you go down to the beach and you walk down to the end of the beach and there's a waterfall and it's like, and then you can just watch the surfers at the beach. And uh, so that is like probably my favorite hike of all time. Um, wow. Hiking down to short sand beach um, on the Oregon coast. One of my faves. And are we talking just Oregon faves here or? Um... I mean, if you want to toss something else out, go for it. Okay. So one of my other favorite trails um, when I was first thinking, of, thinking about writing a book, um, I went to, I went on a road trip across the country and I stopped at uh, Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. And I was sort of like trying to check out the accessibility of hikes in different places. And they had the most amazing, it's uh, this uh, hike is called Jenny Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, good parking and accessible bathrooms. And they have uh, really good accessible trails that go, they have a trail that goes right up to the lake. So if you're like a wheelchair or mobility device user, you can actually roll right up to the edge of the lake. And they have um, boards for um, for blind folks. So you can, they can like, I just was like so impressed with the accessibility of what they had on this, uh, in this area, you could take a shuttle, um, a boat shuttle across the lake. And um, that was one of the coolest, um, what I really feel like if, if more natural areas wanted to be more accessible, I would say, look to what they're doing there at Jenny Lake (laughs) in uh, Grand Teton National Parks and national parks, I think in general are, are more accessible, which, so I always try to look at national parks. um, Cause even if you don't want to hike and you're kind of a, a nature tourist, uh, no shade there at all. Be a nature tourist. I am all the time. <laughs> um, that I love national parks for that reason. You can just kind of like drive around and see like really gorgeous nature. So that's th- that's some of my favorites nearby and not so nearby. <laughs> <laughs> so Summer, what what's in the future for Fat Girls Hiking? Oh man. You know, when people ask this question, I'm always like, I have no idea. I just finished <laughs> writing a book. Like I, I just finished that book tour and which has been a whirlwind to be honest. Um, but I don't, I don't really know what the next thing is. I know I have some ideas of things, you know, it's kind of strange when your dreams come true. Um, 
you're like, okay, so what? Like, I don't what know. Now? <laughs> um, you know, I have some ideas of like, you know, maybe uh, working with or starting some sort of like plus size outdoor apparel kind of thing. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's really what I want to get into, but uh, I went to school for a year for fashion design. So I, mm. I have some ideas of being a person who <laughs> practically lives outside um because I'm in a van all the time. Um, I have some ideas for some, you know, multifunctional um, gear, but I don't know if that's, that'll happen. I just want to, I just want to be able to kind of be in community again, do more retreats and camping trips. And um, hopefully, you know, things will, (laughs) I don't know, slow down with the (laughs) pandemic. I don't know what, get better. What, I don't know what the hope is, but I just, I want to feel more comfortable being in, in groups of people again. So yeah. I'm with yeah. you on that for sure. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, Summer, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to talk with us. It was just absolute pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much. If someone is interested in learning more about Fat Girls Hiking, uh, where can they go? Uh, there's fatgirlshiking.com, which is our website. It has all the information there, including the blog and all the chapters that we have Um there's uh, the Instagram account, which is Fat Girls Hiking, and we're also Fat Girls Hiking on Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Summer. We totally appreciate you coming on and talking about all the wonderful stuff that you've done. Thank you so much, Vicki and Jamie. I appreciate you having me on. So, Vicki, I was looking um, uh, on Powell's online, and it looks like you can also order uh, a copy of uh, Summer's book, um, either online or in person at Powell's. Um, Fat Girls Hiking, an inclusive guide to getting outdoors at any size or ability. Gosh, what a great book and what an awesome community that she has created. Seriously. You know, I was looking on the different social media pages and on the website, and I'm just absolutely floored about how expansive this community is. And it's great. Yeah. And I keep coming back to this idea. I love what she was saying about, you know, being outdoors. Um, like she talked about being outdoors, reading a book, you know, hanging out. It doesn't have to be about, you know, getting the fastest known time or beating your personal best or getting to the top of the mountain or whatever. It can just be enjoying time outside. That's honestly, I think what the majority of people like about going outdoors is just being outside. Exactly. Being under a canopy of trees or like she said, just petting some moss. Oh, I'm all yeah. about that. Love to pet some moss. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, until uh, next time, folks, if you're uh, out there penning some moss, you can go ahead and get out there and do that. But until then, um, you can catch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. View all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel and hereisoregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen. <laughs>